Okay, so hey guys, this is KD. Um, I recorded this all earlier in the morning. It's almost 2 p.m. Um, and it is October 10th. Um, I have about another minute to explain everything that is going to go on. Okay, so the this episode and the next episode will be over an hour long. Um, so go ahead, grab your snacks. Um, get to that woodworking you wanted to get to. Start spring cleaning your house for the upcoming uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Um, do what you need to do. Um, I'm actually just re-listening and editing as needed. Um, you know, while I'm in the middle of cleaning and folding and washing clothes. So, oh, and also, um, what else was I going to say? Um, I break a lot in this so that I can explain things to you guys and so that we can discuss, even though you guys have not messaged me yet. That's fine. You don't have to right now. It's okay. But, um, like, I apologize for being long-winded and I apologize. Uh, most of this was freehand. Okay. I'll see you. Okay, so um, obviously I gave you guys most of the um, really the basic info and, you know, how I basically felt about Dark Song when I first started reading it. It's from Little Brown and Company, um, and the title is Dark Song by Gail Giles. Um in her dedication, it says, always and always, and always for Jim Giles and Josh Jagubik, my heroes. Um, okay, so I'm just going to say Josh J. If you want to uh, look him up or know how to spell it, it's J-A-K-U-B-I-K. Okay, so one thing that I didn't remember. I don't remember a lot from these books that I uh, read in my freshman and sophomore year of high school. Uh, I didn't remember that there were parts, but... Okay, here's how I'm planning on breaking it up. Because there, there are parts. It's just two. Let me check. <clears throat> okay, so there are two parts. Okay. It's 1 to 147. That's the page. And then 148 to 292. Those are the two parts. I don't know how I'm going to split it up. But... Okay. Part one. Before. Oh, yeah. And uh, the chapters and things like that, they aren't numbered, which is... I, th- I guess I'm just going to count how many because I want... Because just in case I get tired and I don't, like, compile all of the first part's chapters into part one... I want you guys to be able to go ahead and, you know, still 
like follow along or, or whatever but I guess because there are no numbers on them I guess I'm just gonna have to dedicate myself to reading all of part one before I get the rest of this room cleaned up I only have about an hour worth so I'm going to like keep my disruptions to a minimum and I'm going to make sure that um if I need to take a break, I'm just going to take a break. Um, maybe get some water, use the restroom, straighten up just a little bit, and then come back. But um, you won't hear it like that. You'll hear it as, um, you know, one of those intermission sounds that I usually use. Okay, so we're starting. Before. Christmas was near, and Boulder looked like a fairy tale. Boulder is where they are. Seriously, tons of snow, twinkling lights strung through the Aspen downtown and all along the roof lines. Somehow you'd expect Cinderella rather than Santa because it's because it had such a delicate touch. Okay. <clears throat> Why do people associate Cinderella with... Hmm. Maybe it's because her dress was originally white or silver-ish looking. It was white and then silver. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, our house was a fairy tale too. Ten-foot tree in our living room that soared two stories. The miniature white lights laced thick branches with bits of snow caught by the sun in every ornament that was a work of art. Hold on, hold on, let me read that over. <clears throat> I'm going to try my best to read what I see and not what's in my head. <clears throat> the miniature white lights laced the thick branches like bits of snow caught by the sun and every ornament was a work of art placed just so. My mom wouldn't have it any other way. The shiny top of the grand piano reflected the lights and pull out a glow and put out a glow and the array of expensively wrapped presents was all was a show all of its own. The walls gleamed the color of rich buttercream butter whipped with cream and the chandeliers was covered with a silk shade. Something mom's interior designer insisted was a must. I gave mom a hard time about her obsession with decorating the house, but I had to admit it was warm and charming, and I felt like home base, and felt like home base. What mom lacked in warmth, she tried to make up for with our snug nest by doing mom-type things with us, folding napkins into swans, which is very artsy-crafty, Creating flower arrangements, that kind of thing. To oh, wait, hold on. Okay, so most moms don't do that unless they have a background in interior design or unless they, you know. Well, I would say most mothers in the westernized world, they wouldn't do that unless they were really trying to impress guests. But even then, um, swans, that's a bit over the top. I don't think those are really mom-type things. I think that's just um, 
a woman who likes to be real flashy, which you can argue could be lots of women or all women. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Today, Mom was teaching us to make ratatouille. Chrissy had, snor- had sorted the veggies and was teaching her bear. Wait, oh yeah, teaching her bear to color, while Mom and I chopped and diced, making sure the vegetables were all the same size. When Dad plowed into the kitchen and spread both arms wide. Stop what you're doing. Because I'm about to ruin the image and the stuff that you used to. I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, stop what you're doing and go pack. Heavy, heavy winter wear and bathing suits. No further clues provided, Dad said. He arched one eyebrow and wiggled it. Our plane leaves at midnight. He swept Mom and me to the side, pushed all the chopped vegetables into a plastic container. I'm totally serious. We'll be back, we'll be back in three days. You can finish this. He eyed the chopped eggplant as he snapped the lid. When we get back, he snugged his chin, he snuggled his chin into the curve of Mom's neck. When he pulled back, he surveyed our stunned faces. Nobody's moving. Go, go, go. One carry-on bag, jeans, boots, sweaters, long underwear, flannel PJs, where the heavy coat packed the bathing suit. He clapped his hands. Shoo, 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 shoo. We shooed. After flying for umpteen hours, I like that word, umpteen. We don't know how many. It's just a whole bunch. Okay. We landed in Seattle, then Anchorage, Alaska, then Fairbanks, then to a toy plane in a uh, runway made of packed snow in a circle, in Circle, Alaska. Some man rented us what I think was his own forerunner, and we drove to a hotel in string, and a string of cabins in the middle of the big white nowhere. That's actually in capital letters, the big white nowhere. Circle Hot Springs. It was daytime by the clock, by the clock but dark to the eyeballs. Mm. Off to the right of the hotel was a spooky looking glow and lots of fog. This is your Christmas present, Dad said. It's minus 30, and we swim in the hot springs, and everything is right for the aura borealis. Can you imagine? We clapped. We didn't have to imagine. Dad Dad did that for us. He was on our moon and stars, and I guess Mom was our gravity, but right now, she was floating a little, too. We checked into the cabin. The hotel is upscale, but it's booked because of the um. The Aurora. Dad glanced at Mom. Be prepared. The cabins are described as rustic. Mom put her hand on her forehead. Randall. I guess that's... That's her dad's name? Okay. Randall. I know, Dad said. That translates to primitive. Roach Motel. Mom was a snob. The hotel restaurant is first class. He swung open the door, and if the cold weren't frosting our butts, we we wouldn't have set toe in the place. Set a toe in the place. Stains on the carpets, sagging mattresses. No, 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 no. Okay, okay. I can forgive stains on the carpet, but the mattresses, no. Because if they're saggy, that means it could just mean that they're just 
like weights on them but some mattresses if you see them i don't know if you guys have ever like witnessed um someone cleaning their mattress or someone else's mattress on youtube or whatever it is so like it's scary because sometimes even the ones that you think are the whitest and the cleanest um it was some time ago i don't know if their video is still up but it was a white mattress but when they used some type of vacuum or whatever it was it became like maybe a shade or two lighter and then i saw like i literally saw all of just it was light colored it looked like really light light mocha coffee that's what it looked like okay <clears throat> but then the ones that obviously are dirty you can tell there are spots here spots there it is something so satisfying when you see them cleaned when you see the difference in the before and after even just one or two swipes down the bed after you've carefully lifted up all of that dirt when you finally see it you're like wow this is amazing it's like really amazing anyway let me um get back to this okay let me go back he swung open the door and if the cold weren't frosting our butts we wouldn't have set foot in the place <sighs> Stains on the carpets, sagging mattresses, mismatched furniture that was past due for the dumpster or possibly came from the dumpster. It made summer camp look like Oz. In, in, everybody, so I can turn up the heat. When Dad closed the door, I noticed the corker, the thing that turned this room from a disaster into a cartoon. Nailed over the top of the door with roofing... Yeah, hold on. Nailed over the top of the door with roofing nails was a flap of shaggy carpet to keep out the draft. Mom looked at it. Her eyes got big. Then she started laughing, full and deep. I don't think I'd ever heard that sound from her. Randall, she said. This, this is the perfect vacation. Mom tried to catch her breath. I was always worried. I always worry what will go wrong, what can go wrong. At first I thought, this is as bad as the places I've lived with my mother. It's, well, look around. This place is totally, ugh. She searched for the words, disaster proofed. Um, like what Garp called his house. The disaster has been and gone. Okay, I obviously can't sound like a mother. So, you know, whatever. Mm. She was right. But the sheets were clean. The duvets were soft and thick. And there was only about two hours of light. And those were sunrise followed by sunset. Both spe uh, spectacular in the extreme. The stars were molten intensity in the black sky and felt close enough to grab. The hot springs were... Another form of magic covered with the misty fog from the natural heat hitting the cold air. 
in the rigid winter, my bathing suit had been had. Wait, no, no, no. Let me read that over. In the frigid weather, my bathing suit had to be buried under my parka and my jeans, but I managed to hit the water in record time. Soon, the rest of the fo- of the Fords were bobbing next to me, Chrissy with her floaties, the heavenly hot wait, the heavenly spot spa hot water was misty gray like the fog around us. We were surrounded above and below, floating in a warm cocoon for now. For wait. Okay, obviously I'm just reading too fast. <clears throat> Let me try this over. Okay. Floating in a warm cocoon of the now. No future in sight. Everybody under. Dad shouted. We all dunked. Uh, we all ducked under the water, then bobbed back up. Within seconds of our, within seconds our hair frosted, lighting us with a halo effect. We all we looked like those monkeys. Chrissy shrieked. She'd seen a poster of Japanese monkeys in a mountain hot spring. Their, ru- their roofs tipped with ice. Dad made monkey hoots and splashed Chrissy. But I pushed away. Stop, I urged. Stop and look up. And there it was. Green and red and white. Undulating across the sky. The stars blinking in and out as the colors dipped. And then rose and swirled. We pulled together, floating in our cocoon of mist and warmth. Watching color as we'd never seen it. Pure, flowing, rippling. It was a thing of wonder. It lasted about 20 minutes, and we didn't say a single word. As the colors faded and drifted away, Chrissy waved a goodbye. It's a nighttime rainbow. It's So it's good luck, right? Maybe so, Chrissy, Dad said. I hope. Mm, okay. I want to remember this forever, I said, but memories don't always reveal the whole picture. Some memories lie. No signs. We spent Christmas Day kind of low-key, opening the presents. Mom, a diamond bracelet. Mm Mm-hmm. Understated but gorgeous, a small painting by an up-and-coming artist who was all the rage. Dad, yet another watch, an automatic watch winder for six watches. New hiking boots, new cross-country skis, tennis racket. Chrissy, bears, books, puzzles. I like her gifts. A little electric car, hiking boots, half a ton of clothes. A set of watercolors in cherry in a cherry wood box, and an easel that even I envy. Toys on top of more toys. Me. Sweaters, jeans, books, a new laptop, more clothes, and new hiking boots. I like hers as well. One of my gifts was my annual post-Christmas pre-New Year's slumber party. Since we practiced the fine art of the table decoration and place setting, and have enough china and crystal to set well china is strange it's strange that mom almost never has people to the house too chaotic maybe 
So it's a big honking deal for me to have a party. It's it's always the 28th. Everyone comes at noon and stays until noon the next day. Mom and Carmen, the housekeeper, make a huge brunch and we have fake mimosas and champagne flutes. We had eaten lunch and were camped out in my room, rehashing who got what, who was doing what, and who was doing home. What? Why? I was never doing home. I had only one date so far on my resume with a total nerd to a school party. Misery with music. Emily Kiefer, my best friend, was painting her toenails dark purple. So let me get this straight. You went to Nowheresville in the snow and you love, love, loved it. Days in boots and hats with flaps and nothing to see but igloos and penguins. Like, we don't have enough snow here? Like, dude. Okay. How could you tell if a guy was ripped or not? <laughs> Under all those clothes, asked Layla Emerson whose father had to pay big premiums to get his helium-head daughter into our prestigious school, and pointed to the polished wand, pointed the polished wand at me. I would never want my family isolated. I, I'm waiting on it. I would never want a family isolation vacation. Nobody wants that. Reggie Wilcox, who was sprawled near M, waved a French tip nail, cooped up in the boonies with your little sister and parents, with no television or internet, in like a creepy hotel. Oof! No way. I looked at Anorexic Kimbe. <laughs> I love the way she's just like telling people their full entire names, <laughs> and then just describing who they are. She's kind of mean. I looked at anorexic Kim Banks, who was deciding if she would eat half an M&M or a whole peanut. She rolled her eyes. Girl, you're my friend and everything. But that's kind of mental. Hmm? There were, uh, they were right. None of them spent all that much time with their families. Not to mention other differences. I wasn't painting my nails or cruising the fashion mags. I was kind of the cuckoo's egg, and the sparrow's nest. I needed to shift their focus away from me and onto themselves. All of you have estrogen poisoning, I said. Oh my God, Kim announced. Ames is a mo. What? I threw a pillow at her. What is a mo? Okay, hold on. I don't even know what that is. Okay, M flattened out, the, flattened out on the floor. In mock surrender. Why does everyone go there first? She She grumbled. Ames is not a mo. She's just not a girly girl of mo. Is it homo? You're trying to say she's a lesbian? Uh, I don't even know. And so only nerds like her. She's not wait. She's just not a girly girl. And only nerds like her. And so only nerds like her. And she thinks nerds are repulso. R-E-P-U-L-S-O. Repulso. I don't know if she's trying to make up words. Uh, that's a, a thing that a lot of 
writers do, a lot of content creators do, they try to make up their own words. Sometimes it catches on, sometimes it doesn't. That's fine. But this is quite funny to just like sit and read. Hmm. Who doesn't? Layla asked. Girl nerds, I said. Aren't all aren't all girls nerd mo's? Layla seemed serious. M turned to her. Layla, look at me and try to concentrate. If there weren't any hetero female nerds to hook up with the male nerds, how will we ever get baby nerds? <laughs> Weird. Hmm. Layla finally got that they were messing with her. I still think staying in, like, an igloo with your parents for a vacation is lame. It's as close to being a nerd as it gets. Move time, I said. Oh, movie time, she said. Oops, my bad. As we headed for the home theater room, we passed my dad. Hello, ladies. What's up? Is this a slumber party thing? Too true, Mr. Ford. Weird seeing you home in the middle of the day. And commented, if I ever saw my stepdad in daylight, my vampire theory would go right out the window. He smiled. Early New Year's resolution. Take more time from my family. It's something I want to do for Mrs. Ford. Spend time at home. Nobody dies wishing they had worked a few more days, right? Early, wait, no, Earl might. And said, referring to her stepdad again. He never admitted, but she practic she practically worshipped the guy. We haven't seen much of him since Christmas Day. My smooth, unflappable dad seemed to, I don't know, hitch a little. What? Like a pain hiccup or a misfired synopsis. Then he was flashing his teeth again. Why don't I make you a big bag, a big batch of popcorn? So, obviously, he probably, I know he is running away from being arrested for embezzlement or something. There's something involved with embezzlement. I forgot that she had friends. I honestly did forget that she had friends. But to to be honest, I also forgot that she was sort of kind of rich. Excuse me. I really did because I don't know. I just I just forgot that she was like that. Um let me see. I'll have her share. I said, Thanks, Dad. We went to the movie room and argued over Chick Flick or Gorefest. We settled on a creepy house story that ended in Gorefest. It fit my strange, unidentifiable feeling of unease. Kim, Layla, Reggie, and occasionally M squealed and hid their eyes when various characters were beheaded, eviscerated, oh, eviscerated, impaled, or otherwise bloodily dispatched during the movie. During the movie, I watched almost without blinking, eating popcorn more rapidly than. With each death. That was so gross, Layla said. You loved it, I told her. I didn't, Reggie insisted. Those poor cheerleaders were so sweet. And that crazy girl who killed them, she was ugly. 
There's literally an ellipsis between them and she. <laughs> she was ugly because they ran her off the road and her car caught on fire. She was scarred for life. Ames, that was an accident. They only meant to scare her, Kim reminded me. She stole that blonde girl's boyfriend. Oh my god. I really don't like plots like that because it, it doesn't... Why would you... Why would you do that to a person? Anyway. Uh, da, 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 da. Ames, it was an accident. Stole the blonde girl's boyfriend. And straightened them out. I jabbed her with my elbow. The cheerleaders ruined that girl's life. They got what they had coming. Everyone stared. I didn't realize I had been shouting. And finally broke the silence. I had no idea little old Ames is a repressed serial killer. Slip with one open. Wait, slip, slip with one eye open. Sleep with one eye open, girlfriends. <laughs> Reggie whiffed. Ames would ask her parents for permission before she killed anyone. Oh, this is a foreshadowing. Yes. Chick flick. Ames suggested three hands waved. Sex spots. I snuffed. I sniffed. How do you do that? Sex box. Sex box. I don't know how you could do that. I mean, I'll have to see it in action. The Christmas break flew by, and Dad didn't go into work. He didn't take he didn't take clients to dinner. He did huddle up with the phone a lot with his study doors closed. But he watched Chrissy's Penguin movie and her Mermaid movies. And played Old Maid and Uno a bazillion times. And we smacked each other around with wee boxing and tennis. He let me win at boxing but never at tennis. And called just once. What happened to Sukasa? Anything out of the ordinary? What's happening at Sukasa? Anything out of the ordinary? We went hiking to break into our new boots. To break our... We went hiking to break in our new boots. We play Monopoly and Scrabble. I said, oh my gosh. Uh, for some regions in the Midwest, when we would say Scrabble, uh, when you play Scrabble with someone, they are actually having sex. So, it's so weird. But it's okay. I don't think she even lives in the Midwest. She lives somewhere else. I'm pretty sure. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking, looking, looking. She lives in Texas. Okay, so she lives in the South. <sighs> oh, no, so they have to have, like, Southern accents, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, Scrabble is code word for sex in the Midwest, in some spots, in some regions, just to let you guys know. Hiking. I get a visual of flannel and down vest and heinous, heinous footwear. I said heinous, my bad. Heinous footwear. I shudder and my skin crawls. Don't speak of it again. We made Julia Child's beef stew. Chrissy made pudding. All ordinary. What's up? There's Buzzy on the bus front. I was at a party the one you didn't go to, and there was a whisper campaign that shut down when I came around. But I caught your dad's name. Dad? Too true? Has he been acting weird? Nope. He's been home the whole break. 
He's on the phone a lot, so I think he's checking in at work. You know my dad. If anything was up, I'd know about it. You know that's a crock, right? And said, I don't want to argue. The buzz must be about one of my... Wait, no, no. I don't want to argue. The buzz must be about one of your many dads. Step, stepdads. You have a point. So you're good. We're good. The whole family is good, I said. <clears throat> you know, that's kind of weird because um, with, with my mom, when she stopped working, she just said, she continues to say, oh, I'm just taking a break. I'm just taking a break. I don't know if, um, I don't know how other people live deal with that, but the whole taking a break, taking a break thing. I have found out now, you know, in the working world, that that is usually code for I'm going to find another job and I'm going to come back, work a little bit, then put in my two weeks and leave or taking a break, taking a break. I'm going to get fired soon or I'm quitting soon, you know, at the end of my so-called break. So don't call me because that's what kind of happened. That's what kind of happened with my mom, she kind of, she said, you know, um, I'm taking a break from working. I'm taking a break from working. And we believed her. And she just didn't go back to work at all. And that was several years ago. Um, my mom had a tree down before a New Year's fetish. So we spent all day storing all the lights and ornaments and other decorations into labeled boxes under her supervision. Dad would tease me by purposely putting an item in the wrong box just to get her motor revving. He called her the commander because all the orders in the house were hers. That was okay. If mom was if mom weren't a little over controlling sometimes okay, all of the time, our family would would have been gag worthy perfect. <laughs> oh really? I don't know. I think a lot of moms are like that. The buzz. Okay. When school started again, I piled into the backseat of M's mom's Escalade. It's so great to get back to school. Less rules than at home. Ains complaining about Mumsy. That must mean the commandant gave you a long New Year's Eve, a long New Year's list of rules or chores or whatever. And said, "We all call her the commander." And no, she didn't. She's not mean, M. She's just really, really. M and I drew it. Out and song and sing song like together, really organized. M and I didn't. Uh, M and I don't giggle, but we sort of snort. So we snorted. Coke. I'm joking. No, no, no. They didn't do that. You two are disrespectful. M's mom said. I shudder to think what you say about me. M's response was immediate. We say that you are beautiful and wonderful in the extreme and you are so sweet and that you're going to give me a credit card with no limit this afternoon and I'll swoon with all the awesomeness of my goddess mother. 
and didn't wait for her mother to bat an eyelash and continued in almost the same breath. Your mom seriously needs to loosen up. Have I mentioned that before? A few too many times, I said. She does sometimes. We oil up her joints on occasion, and it lasts a while. To be honest, I needed my joints oiled up on occasion, too. That's why Em and I were such great friends. There was something in me that wanted loose. I didn't know what it was. Em usually drank and toked without me. T-O-K-E-D. Toked. Without me. As her accomplice. As her accomplice. One of us had to be straight to find the way home when she was under the influence. Without me, she would have shown up buck naked on YouTube a year ago. M hoped some wait. M hopped to some gossip and we rode to school. We bailed out of the car and as soon as we were out of earshot, M started plotting. By the way, Mama's been way too interested in your picnic with the penguins vacation. She's been quizzing me like a game show contestant. Let's cut first hour and hit the coffee shop. And hit a coffee shop. Possibly Starbucks. Because who wouldn't? Starbucks are shades of brown here. We've got more important things to discuss. Seriously? You think I'm going to cut class? We can talk at lunch. Arrgh! This is like major drama queen, geek, nerd, dud. See you at lunch then, I said. And the penguins are on the other side of the world, your dimness. I could care, Emma retorted. And we parted where the corridors merge. I headed toward my first class wondering what M was stressing about this time. I bumped shoulders with Edwin Meyer as I entered the door to our calculus class. He's the nerd of my famous only date, having inherited no ind- no DNA for tact from my mother. I had refused a second date by telling him that I found him boring. Jesus. Okay, a little harsh, but if I had to pick between Edwin feeling this thing of rejection and me feeling the horror of death by dreariness, I'm not apologizing. Now, Edwin wants to prove he's dangerous. He does this by baiting our teacher, Mr. Bivens. Hey, Ames, I've got a good one today, he winked at me. I guess he thought it was a bad boy wink. He looked like a nerd with a twitch. (laughs) Okay. We took our seats, and in no time, Edwin was casting his lure. Sorry, Mr. Bivens, we're studying etymology in our English class, and I know that this is calculus, not algebra, but the root for alg, for A-L-G, translates to pain. Don't you think that's interesting? Quiet snickering happened. Mr. Bivens, who clearly thought Edwin was adult, (laughs) oh, Jesus. But was more polite than Edwin sighed. Algebra is not taken from the Latin word, but from Arabic. Its name is derived from the Islamic Persian mathematician Muhammad ibn Musa al-Khawarizmi. Oh, I don't know how to say I know that Muhammad is M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D ibn I B N Musa 
M-U-S-A. The U and the A have um, <clears throat> an accent mark. L-A-L. And then there's a dash. K-H-W-A-R-I-Z-M-I. Kawarzimi. I don't know. Uh, I feel bad that I don't know. Who is considered the father of algebra? The word algebra. 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 A-L-J-A-B-R. Means reunion. Edwin's blush showed he clearly didn't appreciate one being one-upped by um, Mr. Bivens in the trivia department. Maybe ALG means pain. I don't, ju- wait, I just don't think it's a coincidence. Mm. Oh, he says maybe. ALG, ALG, means pain. I just don't think it's a coincidence. Edwin got his laughs. Mr. Bevins allowed them with a curtly bow. <laughs> Edwin was trumpeted with old world graciousness. <laughs> Lesson missed. Dorks like Edwin don't understand that you don't impress anyone. You aren't the big shot. If you go after your opponent by tweaking him or biting him on the toe, get savage and go for the jugular. Shut up. Go for it or go down. <clears throat> At lunchtime, I strolled into the cafeteria and headed for the table where Kim studied a stalk of celery. Layla and Reggie leaned head, heads close, whispering. M cut me off and herded me off to an empty table in the corner. Here, I got your lunch. We don't need to talk to them. Why not? First... Reggie is telling everyone that your slumber party is straight out of the fifth grade. Parents, no alcohol, no dope, no porn, no guys, popcorn and movies, fake mimosas. Layla thinks all the time you spend with your parents is creepy. I don't know why. And Kim thinks the fact that your parents never have adults to the house as witness protection program strange. These are my friends. I know, right? <laughs> oh, please, Em said. We say worse about them. Now they're whispering about other stuff, too. Oh, don't tell me that they're that stupid. They do think we're lesbians. I was being sarcastic, but the fifth grade comments made me want to kick in a few laser whitened teeth. A few laser, yeah, laser whitened teeth. I don't know what that is. Okay. <clears throat> oh, laser whitened. Okay, so instead of brushing your teeth and letting it be just a natural off-white color, they're like using lasers to make it whiter. I don't, I don't get that. Okay, anyway, sorry, being gay will make you more interesting. M joked. Mm, not really. Then she leaned in, and the always a smart remark mask and war was gone nope there's something in the air i told you the butler beehive the boulder beehive excuse me is buzzing my mom has been way too friendly over the holidays pumping me for info about you and your family ames left town so unexpectedly ames yeah okay hold on hold on 
Eames left town so unexpectedly. Then her dad took such a long vacation off work. Isn't that really unusual for him? How does Ames seem? Her mom. Did you see her dad? How was he? I put down the coke and I was sipping. Why? And put up a finger to stop me from talking. None of this was all, all at one. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on. None of this was all at once. And none of it's direct quotes. But when was the last time my mom was so interested in my friends? I mean, she's all with good manners to everyone when she sees them. But once they're out of sight, trust me, out of mind. And I put both palms on the table. Will you get to the point? Anne looked around and lowered her voice. There's something going on. It's about your dad and his job, but I don't know what it is. I know if I ask mom, she won't tell me. I thought your dad or your mom would have told you something if the whisper campaign is already this heavy. The info from Reggie or the Dumbo duo isn't to be trusted. What info, M? Spit it out. I just said, M appeared to be losing patience with me. Something about your dad and his job. If people are whispering, it's not a promotion. There's something wrong. Her face and tone were filled with concern. I sat a minute. Then the first flicker of mistrust. Dad had been tense. He had been on the phone in a closed room a lot. I shut my eyes. Pushed it away. Away. Gone. I took a swig of my drink and breathed easy again. There was nothing Dad couldn't explain or explain away. Nope, if there's something big going on, there's one thing I know for sure. Dad doesn't know about it, or the whisper campaign is wrong. No secrets in our house. By the time school was out, I can, honest, I can honestly say I'd brush off any uneasiness M had managed to dangle before me at lunch. I danced my way through the back door, hooked my backpack on the brass hook, and waited for it like it was, and waited for it like a quiet butler, and stopped short to see Dad sitting at the kitchen table. Hey, big guy, I said. What are you doing home? I kissed his cheek. His breath already smelled of happy to be home Jack attack. That was, that's the one glass of Jack Daniels that has, when he gets home and loosens his tie and props his feet up. It's a ritual. Smile. He smiled. Wide smile. Happy, happy. Playing a little hooky. Took off at noon. You won't tell, right? My dad is the giant is the giant clock that keeps my world ticking at just the right speed. He's tall, lean, and athletic. It makes you feel like you could single-handedly take a mountain lion to protect you. Mm, no, not a lean man. I don't think so. Can I play hooky tomorrow? Nope. You have a test tomorrow. That's my family. We're kind of in each other's pockets. Know what everybody is doing all the time. So I felt off to see him home when he hadn't said anything this morning. Where's the commander, I asked. Mom is always at the computer desk in the kitchen when I come home. She and Chrissy play educational computer games together. Or Mom plans menus and Chrissy draws and colors. Lately, Mom's been teaching Chrissy the wonders of origami. Oh, so she can make those swans for you? Mm-hmm. Mom's upstairs. She has a little headache. I told her I'd grill some fish for dinner. Six, okay? I shrugged. It had been a full 30 minutes since I talked to my friends, and I had 
some IMing to do. When I bust past mom's door, I saw that she had her eyes covered with a wet washcloth. This wasn't a wasn't a bit of a headache. Wet wa wet washcloth meant migraine. That meant major stress. I swung into my little sister's room. I can always count on Chrissy to have the inside story. What's up, Munchkin? Nothing, Chrissy murmured. She was teaching school to her row of dolls and stuffed bears. Dad's home. He and Mom whispered for a long time. Then Mom got a bad headache. Chrissy said she's six, but she's a great reporter. Just the facts, and she tends to get them right. Do you know what they whispered about? Whisper had a whole new sense of worry for me now. Nope. Mm. Why not, I asked. Sent me to my room. Told me to close my door. <laughs> close the door? Again, worrisome, but everything was fine. Later, I said. Mr. Brown has been bad. I have to make him stay after school. What's that called? That big word they use in your school? Detention. Mr. Brown. She frowned. Chrissy frowned at the stuffed animals. I detention you. I left her uncorrected. I liked it. It had clout. <laughs> That's funny. I detention you. You have detention. <laughs> It'll all be fine. Mom picked that her grilled fish. Her eyes were puffy and red. She had her allergy. She said her allergies were kicking up. Dad made chocolate pudding for dessert. Dinner was quiet, and he had three glasses of wine instead of his usual two. The pinot noir is perfect with fish. I don't think I said that right at all, but I know it's wine. <laughs> Dad said, sure you won't have a glass? You're having enough for the both of us, Mom smiled, but her face was tight. Something was, I couldn't put my finger on it. It was like when a picture was hanging just out of the, just out of square, but I couldn't decide which way it needed adjusting. We usually discussed happy, happy stuff at dinner. Schedules, trips, problems went away by themselves if you didn't talk about them. Hmm. Problems went away if you didn't talk about them. Hmm. I don't know. But I like this whole family dinner, schedules, trips. I, I like that. Like planning and talking about that at dinner. That's nice. Dad made bad vibes vanish with chatter and fun. Mom cold-shouldered it and starved it to death. Dad tried for some chat tonight, but this time it was like those dub movies when the words in the mouse aren't, aren't moving in sync. It made me fidgety. Our, our big kitchen felt claustrophobic and quiet, and the quiet was way too loud. I felt, yeah, unbalanced. Maybe the whisper campaign, the buzz, and everything else had merit. Dad finished his pudding, put his spoon across the edge of his plate. Girls, there's something we need to discuss as a family. You don't need to worry about this, not even a little. It won't affect your lives at all, but your mother and I want you to know everything. I put my spoon down. Dad was all wrong about, oh wait, was all wrong with the robo-speak. 
short choppy sentences, not his easy breezing, tale-telling style. He seemed rehearsed. Something shadow entered my head. In rehearse when she lied to her parents. No one has to rehearse the truth, right? I've been let go from my job. It's very complicated. They're downsizing. Several people have been let go. Dad sighed. He toyed with his pudding spoon. I sat in my chair feeling like someone was tugging on the rug beneath. Downsized. That sounds a lot like fired. Yeah, that's what it is. Wearing a prom dress. <laughs> like fired wearing a prom dress. <laughs> okay. We get a severance package, which is quite a bit of money and benefits, so that's why your lives won't be different. Nothing will change except that my job will now be looking that my job will now be looking for a job. What? Nothing will change except that my job now will be looking for a job. I'll be at home for a while doing a job search. He dropped his spoon, pushed his bowl back, and laced his fingers and hands and in on the intricate oak table. It could take a few months. Upper level jobs like mine take a few take a while to find. It goes without saying I'd rather not move. The muscles in mom's jaw were hard under her skin. Dad looked up and smiled. The smile he uses for corporate photos, the one with his teeth set together and his mouth just so. He looked at Chris he looked at me, then at Chrissy, but avoided mom. It's important to me that my girls' lives aren't disrupted. Nobody loses their friends or routines. I'll be looking for things where I can commute from Boulder. Hmm. Dad's smile seemed to gain more confidence. Everything will be fine. But Dad smelled of guilt. He was too cheerful. Too... Toothy. Then backing away too fast like a pup that doesn't want you to find the wet spot on the carpet. Mom folded her linen napkin, creasing the edges with her thumb in short, hard strokes. I can't stay here right now. I have a... She shot a venomous glare at Dad. Headache. I hope you can manage without me. She left. I wanted to hug Dad, tell him that money didn't mean anything as long as he was here with us. You know, one thing that... Hold on, let me finish reading this. Let me see how long this, this chapter has. Okay, it has a little bit of ways to go. Okay, okay, okay. Let me finish reading it and then I'll I'll talk about it. <clears throat> But mom, okay, I wanted to hug dad, tell him that money didn't mean anything as long as he was here with us. But mom had somehow put a frost on all of us. Before I had even had a chance to do anything, dad stood up and did the same, did that lame thing that, like he was pinching off Chrissy's nose and said, remember, my new job is finding a job. I'll be at the computer. Then he left too. This happened before. This had happened before, never. Nobody left the table without permission from the rest of us. We had rituals. Mom did the dishes and I helped. She asked about my day. I chatted about the homework I had. I told ed edited versions of what M was up to. Sometimes dad and Chrissy stayed in the kitchen and we all told jokes or made plans for the weekend. Now dad had just dropped a major bomb and both of them left. No discussion, no questions about how Chrissy and I might be feeling about it. This is something that I noticed that a lot of parents do. 
they might not argue in front of their children, but they neglect that their children have feelings too, although they don't, a lot of times they don't have financial say-so in the family or, you know, they don't really have much of a say-so because they're children and they're being taken care of by those who are paying the bills. But once again, barely do I ever see uh, the children being, you know, thought of in regards to their feelings. It was like someone had made a, a marionette of dad and dangled him into place. Eyes painted on, jaw moving, but the words coming from another direction. Emma always told me that there would be that there should be a big neon sign on adults' heads that says "rarely trustworthy." I had always believed that dad's what dad said, and dad was saying it was no big deal. End of story. Hmm. Page thirty-two. I gave dad some time and space while I did my homework. Then went down to his office. He had a glass of Jack Daniels on his desk and changed screens when he heard me come in. Writing cover letters um, when you're a grown man must be embarrassing. Ames, shouldn't you be doing homework? I'm kind of busy here, Dad said. When he had, wait, when had he not rolled his chair back and welcomed me in for a visit? What's the word for that? Rebuffed. Dad, can we stop? Can we drop the act? I know this has to be a lousy day for you, but it's just a day. You're my dad, and you're acting like I'm not going to love you or something because you don't have a job. Dad rubbed his forehead with his fingertips and wouldn't meet my eyes. Hey, you're like Wonder Dad or something. You taught me to ride a bike and swim and ski, and you chased all the monsters out of my closet from under my bed. Anyone who could... Do that can get a job. It'll be a piece of cake. No, it will not be. Dad still stared at the jumbled surface of his desk. I drifted over and slid my arm across his shoulders. I've got your back, Dad. I know Mom is freaking out, but she can't help it because we've already established that the mother is a control freak. Um, Dad made a throat-clearing sound and reached for his glass. She'll calm down, I said. He took a long swallow, draining his glass. Maybe not this time, he said. When he looked up at me, his eyes were wet. He rolled his chair so that my arm fell away from his shoulders. And that's cold. That is really, really, really cold. Um, let me just go back here. Um, it's where was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Going back to, I wanted to hug Dad, tell him that money didn't mean anything as long as he was here with us. Okay. So, uh, I understand, you know, conditional and unconditional love. I understand that. Spiritually and emotionally, it's like the best thing over everything else. But you also, you can't, like, everything has to be balanced. You know, you can't really forget your natural because you need money. You need money to function, especially this is taking place 
in, I think, America. She's an American woman. I'm, I'm not sure if she's traveled much, but um, wherever this is set in, like, I wish I knew, but, I mean, I do. I know, but I can't, I don't know. I, I, I just, I really don't know. Anyway, um, but, like, I understand that this may be hard for a lot of people to hear, those who want to believe love over everything. Some of the things that I appreciate in the old world is that, you know, almost everything is a business deal and we take business very seriously. You know, for the people that I have heard from that are from the old world, I don't want to say the old world because this world over here isn't really the new world. We share one world I don't know why there's so many, Um, but one of the things that I really did understand when I was in AP World History, and like we would discuss some of these other countries and traditions and cultures and roles and things like that, like, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, well, America's so great, well, it's, it's... Every place has its pros and cons, okay? Now, of course, a lot of countries want to, you know, present their pros more than anything. But there are just a lot of cons. There are a lot of cons, especially in different regions and things like that. And the fact that there's always the old and the new clashing with one another. Doesn't matter what race you are, where you're at in whatever country there's always going to be a clashing of some sort, whether it's, you know, really up in your face or not. It all matters. So, um, I don't know. Like, she's still young, Ames is, but I always, like, for me, I'm always like, you know what? Security, security. We need Security. As women, we need security. And, of course, we're going to want security for our children. So who do we look to? We look to our husbands. I know that you guys... Well, I, I really don't know. Because I don't know who's who. I just know numbers on the screen. I wish I knew some names. But, once again, no one has messaged me. Um, But... One of the major things that I still appreciate from other countries is the fact that there is little to no blurred lines. You you know what you're supposed to do and everything, and you have a duty. But the one thing that I kind of like is that some are like, well, hey, we're still traditional. It's just that the roles have been reversed to best suit, you know, who we are as people, you know. But maybe, I don't know. I'm trying to jump into something that's really complicated and complex. You know, I probably shouldn't have done that, but <clears throat> honestly... Honestly, all I can say is that it is really 
beneficial. It's really beneficial when you know what roles you play and, and what roles you have. Um, but he's supposed to be the provider of the family. And I'm pretty sure that the mother has already decided, okay, this is what, um, this is my life now with my husband. I don't think the mom has a job and, you know, um, I mean, just from the outside, it looks like they have a pretty neat family and neat house to match. But, um, hmm, I don't know. All we can do is just continue on, so...